Hello, everybody. Welcome to Amen, where we have the power of God and anime on our sides. My name is Greg. Today, I'm joined by Nick and a special guest. So Nick actually uh, came up to me a few weeks ago, and he was like, Hey, Greg, why is, why is every single guest that we invite on my friend? Where are your friends? And in a, in a, in a second, I, just, I, I thought to myself, well, first of all, I don't really have that many friends, right? I can't call on that many True. people. Um, You're right. But then I looked around and I was like, wait, wait, I do have a few friends. And today our guest is one of those friends. <laughs> His name is Curtis. So welcome, Curtis, onto the podcast. Wait, is Curtis not my friend too? No. Shoot. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming on, Curtis. And we got Curtis because he is a... He's a certain type of expert in a certain type of field. Maybe not yet, but I think, you know, within the next two, one or two years, he'll probably be. I, I have confidence in my boy. Mm. Thanks. And we were talking a little bit about, you know, if you were to come on, like, what would we talk about? And um, it actually has a little bit to, like, do with what he does for, I guess, a living now, right? And that is the idea of social media. And we were talking about there's a there's a movie that came out earlier. Or I guess not a movie. It's a documentary, documentary drama. I don't know. There's a little bit of movie like sprinkled in here and there, but it wasn't it wasn't like that important. Um, called the social dilemma, which talks about the problems that arise from social media. Something that I feel like very large majority of the population uses i'm pretty sure everybody who listens to this podcast uses some form of social media and there are inherent risks and there are some big downsides that may come out of it and both of these guys have watched social dilemma i guess a while ago at this point yeah Mm -hmm. i took the time to watch it yesterday and (laughs) It was it was very interesting. I think that there's there was a lot to learn, and uh, Curtis is just here to share his experience um, with social media and with his job right now. And yeah, we're just going to talk about how we what we think about it. And you know, when me and Nick talked a lot about this a little bit earlier, he was like, "Wait, I I don't know if this really relates to uh, Christianity or to anime." And I was I, I answered, "Yeah, yeah, yeah you're kind of right, but." We're going to twist it in some way, and we're going to figure it out. And you know, I think we've got it. I think we've got it. All so right. Let's see it. Yeah, so I guess to just start off, um, to get a baseline of where we're at, um, what social media platforms do you guys personally use? Um, I can so, go. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, want, you can go. I, okay, I'll, I'll go first. Um, so I don't use much, I noticed. I use Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Do you count Messenger or Discord? Um, sure. Um, okay. I'd say, I mean, I'd say Messenger is probably, it's obviously Facebook? tied to Facebook. Yeah. Um, I guess you could count Discord as it, but it looks like a little bit different, right? Yeah. It could be a little bit different. I don't know. But yeah, go on. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's, that's really it. Yeah, I think I use the same thing. Um, Facebook is... Facebook is my primary, and then I'll go to, like, Instagram to see, like, stories and what people are up to. And Snapchat, I used to be really into Snapchat back in, like, college. Um, But after I graduated, I just killed it off because I think the Snap streaks were so addicting. Dude, Snap streaks are... uh, They're not great. Like, they're tough, like you're basing your friendship off of a streak that you send every day. It's a little weird. And sometimes mm. like the streaks could be could work being like can be worth nothing within the friendship. Mm. So yeah, I stopped using Snapchat. Um I use it to look at memories though. Memories are pretty nice though. Um and I go on YouTube. If we're saying Messenger and Facebook are together, then yeah, and Discord because this is where I talk to the boys. True. Mm-hmm. I mean, I okay. I see. Um, 
Wait, I can talk more about how I use the social media. Sure, go for it. Okay, so Facebook, I feel like I just look at it to check for updates from people or maybe a event or maybe a group has some sort of update. Um, it's There's a reason why I separate it from Messenger. I feel like Messenger groups is where I feel my social media comes to. Like it's how I connect with my community, um, not so much Facebook itself. And then Instagram, I yeah habitually sometimes would check to see what friends are up to that I haven't kept up with, or just maybe people I might see from time to time. Um, YouTube is iffy because there is like common section and people do interact, but mm, they're not really like your in real life friends, right? So it's a bit different. Mm -hmm. Dude, I'm all about the comment section. Every every Actually, YouTube video I look at, I just scroll down and just laugh at like okay. what people say. I do comment like sections reading. are kind of they're kind of funny sometimes, depending yeah, on yeah, the video. Yeah, I mean, I definitely just kind of copy you guys, except so I only use Facebook, and then I I'm not using Facebook anymore because Facebook's been getting kind of annoying. I feel like I realize that it's useless at this point because nobody really posts anything. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's true. I'm not really using it anymore. Like yeah, and I think that there's like a, I don't know, in my mind, social media is like a very broad area. And I think I kind of categorize them into like different areas. I think um, like messaging apps like one form of social media but i think i find that those to be very different from things like yeah facebook instagram um twitter etc and linkedin <laughs> wait actually oh, are we counting that yo linkedin i feel like it's a social media platform i've, I've had people itself. be like yeah i love yeah. looking up people's profiles on linkedin <laughs> professionally stalking people exactly oh, what does this person do for the rest of their lives <laughs> And people make posts just for um, to reach people and to get views. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for clout. Yeah, for clout. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the word. Yeah, so I really don't use that many social media things outside of like messaging people. And for messaging, I only use what Messenger and Discord. But yeah, I think I guess in general we don't use social media as often as, or like as many platforms of social media as like I feel like a lot of people do because I mean yeah a lot of people have like also have like Twitters and a lot of people have like TikTok go on Reddit a lot um, and yeah I think that there's a, there's a lot of different ways to get connected with a lot of different people but even with the few I guess social media things that we do use do you guys think that you guys have a problem with it? And yes, I mean, <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. I was going to maybe go a little bit more in depth if you needed time to think. Keep, but, keep going, keep I going. Mean, no, Nick, you already got a problem with it. Let us know what's your problem, man. Dude, when I wake up, what's the first thing I grab? My phone. All right, I check the time. I snooze my alarm, and what do I do? check insta uh instagram check facebook and see what's up with the world see what's up with my friends you know and then what do i do at night the same exact thing <laughs> i just like it's like it's a habit where i before i sleep i'll read my bible and then i'll scroll through like facebook and instagram to like reach like up to the day where i last saw and uh, I'll go through like all the stories and just be like, all right, sometimes I'm getting better. I'm getting better because some stories I don't follow anymore because I'm just like, this person posts either a lot or things I don't really care about. So I'm just not, not going to like, I'm just going to mute them. And You're then just lazy. I am getting, I, I mean, I got to stop this. This is an addiction, right? It's true. Um, and yeah, even snap stories, like even though I don't use snap, anymore i still like see stories just to like 
see what people are up to. I also meet a lot of people on there as well because I'm like, <laughs> I don't really care about you at all now because I don't really care. <laughs> um, but yeah, even like checking Discord, I'll be like, oh, who's online right now? Like in the Discord channel, or I'll be, or I'll go on YouTube, um, either at night or in the morning or throughout the day. Um, on the toilet or something, and you're just like, all right, what's what's here? <laughs> oh, there's a new review. There's stuff talking about politics. There's stuff talking about anime, about God. Like, hmm. Um, I don't know. I think I am addicted because that's the I'm always attached to my phone or attached to technology and what we're using right now. Um, it's kind of hard not to like stop. It's hard to stop using these things, but oh. I think it's easy to like wean off of it like little by little and just do like the bare essentials, I guess. But I think it's a work in it's like it's a work in progress right now. So yes, makes sense. What about you, Curtis? Um, when when you first asked, I was like, not really. I don't think. Um. But I feel like that's less to do with um, my habits. Wait, I feel like that has to do with what I've like put in place, kind of. So with like the morning thing, right? You wake up, the first thing I want to do is, yeah, check Instagram and check YouTube. Um, but in like the recent month or two, I got another phone that doesn't have social media on it. So I think the the kind of like unspoken agreement i have with myself is like you can't check the other phone <laughs> so until like you you know like on, on my phone without social media i have my alarm i have my bible app i have like essential things for t productivity and i'm like you can't check the other phone until you know you've snoozed your alarm you've like uh, uh like recorded that you drink water for the morning and you read a <laughs> bit of the word and then i'll turn off airplane mode on my other phone and then go to facebook and messenger and instagram um yeah uh, throughout the day i do see myself habitually wanting to check uh, especially when like there's like a little lull is that what's called like lull, like a pause in the work yeah um, yeah oh, okay. i'll go on like and did anyone message me? Oh, okay. I guess no one... <laughs> I Yo, I get those feelings all the time. Yeah, okay. No one messaged me. It's okay. Um, people have their own lives. Um, go on YouTube. Check Instagram. We uh, used to go through everyone's stories, but I don't know. Sometimes they just get repetitive. So nowadays, I just look at like my close closest friends. And then, yeah. I never really look at posts anymore unless it's the first or second one. Um, YouTube, I can just go on watching like daily dose of internet on and on. Um, yeah. Um, at night when I can't sleep, uh, yeah, I do find myself like wanting to take out my phone and be like, oh, I can't sleep. Might as well just, I don't know, watch some more YouTube or uh, yeah, that's kind of it. So, do you guys think that, um, like email is also part of the social media platform, like Gmail, like Yahoo Outlet or Outlook? Um, for me, I would say no. Just because we've come to a point where email is not the primary form of communication with other people. Mm. At least for me, I don't communicate with other people through email. I feel like email is more of like a work thing, right? If you like constantly check your email, I feel like it's generally more for work. I'm, but that's just me. I don't know. What about you? What do you think, Curtis? Um, I don't think of it as social media. It does, you know, it does give me media. <laughs> so, like for example, like um. Morning Brew? Have you two heard of that? I've heard of it. 
Okay, I've also I can send you a referral code so I can get. Yo, hold on. Mug. <laughs> wait, 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 wait a minute. Yo, yo, we're not gonna listen to your pyramid scheme. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, like you know, I I do read that, but that's usually at night. Like they send in the morning, but I don't check my email until after work. Um, so no, hmm. would be my answer. Yeah. Okay, because I think um back to the movie that social dilemma, the guy that made the social dilemma like documentary worked for Google and made Gmail, and he was talking about like how addicted he felt just using email, or just like checking Gmail all the time. So I was just wondering if that would be yeah, awesome. Yeah, I remember that. Social media. And, yeah. I mean, I feel like, I feel like that was a product of work, but I'm I. I can't say for sure. I feel like that's work. It doesn't feel like social media. At least maybe like the classification is also like, like well, you know, what counts as social media. Yeah. Um, yeah, but at work, uh, there is a saying like, when I'm working, like, just get into work, check your emails later. Because if you start checking your emails, it's going to hog up your time and you won't be productive. But yeah, that is a thing, because there's like so many updates from different people who have different things to tell you or need you for something uh, when it comes to emails and work. Okay, so I mean, it's now that Nick kind of talked about the movie a little bit, let's let's dive kind of deeper into it. Now there were there were two big things that I kind of took out of the movie that I think relate to christianity um unfortunately none to anime oh i'd have to, i need a second viewing to be able to, <laughs> to be able to see, figure that out um but the first one that i think was very important and i think very prevalent now at least for me it's been pretty prevalent um is the idea of truth right um the movie was talking like uh the spread of fake news like it happens like six times faster than that of regular news of like true news and they spent a lot of time talking about um like they're like oh like what's the problem with social media and then the the one guy who i guess was talking about the email thing he said the biggest problem that has arisen because of this like why it's the spread of social media is the fact that we are now not able to agree on like what is true like truth is very different for me than it would be for you. And that is reflected in what we are shown through our social media, right? It's like your social media will show you things that align with what you believe. And that kind of reinforces your, your thoughts. And now you think, oh, if this is what I'm being shown, everybody is being shown the same thing. And that information may or may not be true, right? So I guess on a very macro level, what are you, what are you guys is just like, um, like thoughts, gut reactions to like this fact that the, one of the biggest problems that we face today is the fact that people cannot agree on what is true. Nick. Oh, you want me to go first or you want to go? Yeah. You want to go first? <laughs> it's okay. We're going to edit this part out. So it's faster. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I guess I can go about this from what well, we all know. Fake news is bad news. Like you don't, True. it's not unreliable. Right. And I feel like we have to find a more reliable source. And sometimes it's hard to even find reliable sources these days because everyone's saying like, oh, CNN is bad. Like Fox is bad. Um, the WeChat is bad for all those aunties and uncles that, you know, use WeChat. Um, like, things that we hear on the, like, everywhere, like, we always have to second question, we have to, like, question it all the time. Um, so I think we had to do our due, uh, due diligence <laughs> <Nice>. uh, <laughs> to, you know, find what is true out there because a lot of times as greg said like 
six times it's six times faster to get like something that's fake news than what is real mm. um yeah i can i can definitely say that i feel like fake news sells because it 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 gets like an emotional reaction from people right but um truth and emotions are very different things i mean yeah. truth and what will get like a reaction from people are different things so yeah and a lot of times when something bad's happening in the world like a lot of times fake news is like you know like something's bad happening like conspiracies people are more prone to like watch or view those kind of information and that's what makes tv or like newscasts or whatever platform they're on money because they're feeding on anxiety they're feeding on um like fear and anger and all these other like emotions that aren't good right a lot of insecurities that are like brought out because of these things um and no one cares about you know this fireman saving a cat from a tree or from a burning house or something no one cares about these things as much as they do about what's going on in politics um what's going on in different countries racial injustice or um just what we hear are injustices around the world that sells views or murders or bombings or just bad news sells mm. yeah i feel like um maybe a few years back like if i thought about media it'd be like oh they want to put out things that would um get people like an emotional reaction right so they would talk about like the tragedies actually usually it's just bad news it's usually like just the bad news that happens right but you know in reality is it really that there's more tragedies now than before um but then i think it's even worth during times of uh controversial issues because then um it's no longer just like what you choose to like highlight but then the news kind of picks a side too uh because there's more than there's sides to an issue right it's not like um this person got robbed you can't like if if they really got robbed there's no really you, you don't really pick a side there they got robbed um, what do you what do you think yeah and then everyone thinks like why did this person get robbed was he not was he too weak was the other person just too strong like what did he look like what was he wearing and he's like well why does this matter <laughs> this man got robbed yeah there's definitely a lot of highlighting i think i think a lot of the news a lot of news really feeds off of... I don't think a lot of the news is, like... The information presented... A lot of times is technically not incorrect, right? But I think a lot of times it's also not complete. I think I think a big part is, like... It's not just, like, highlighting specific areas or specific parts. It's also, like, leaving out important information, right? Uh, and I think that that also plays, like, a big role. Because... Because a lot of things, while they are very... Like, a lot of things in this world are very gray. But if you can take out, like, a lot of the white within a situation, then it makes the situation seem a lot darker, right? And so, like, sometimes things that are very bad are shown to be not as bad because... Or, like, I guess things that th uh, aren't that bad are shown to be, like, worse than they actually are. Because you just choose to leave out, you know, some of the good sides or some of the not so bad parts of that situation. And technically, you're not lying, but you're not telling the full truth either, right? Mm. Right. And so I guess in a landscape that's like this, where, you know, the like where full, complete truth is not necessarily the thing that people are after, what do you guys, I, I, I know that you guys don't have the like, you guys don't have the answers for this or the full answers, or maybe you do. Maybe, maybe God's speaking to you right now, but what do you guys think is the church's response or how should the church respond 
to you know what's going on because obviously like we follow we 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 obey god and god is a god of truth and so when we see a world full of either half truths or lies uh, should, what what should we be doing can we do anything what steps should we take to go about doing things pray true amen i mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's true <laughs> um i have a thought i feel like i don't think the church would know what is true uh, of the news at least right i i think you know uh we have the bible that tells us the truth about god but you know it won't tell us did that man actually get robbed yesterday right uh and i i don't know i just now had a thought like i've lived my whole life most for the most part not really watching the news or caring about mm. politics or issues right and my life has been pretty good right um and I wonder, like, maybe the focus is off. Like, in the past, like, you didn't have news that could reach you live. Or you didn't, like, you know, if it's live, maybe it's a few minutes. Maybe social media now just decreases that to even, like, milliseconds, right? You'll know, like, something would just get reported. Um, and we have so much input about what is going, supposedly going on out there um i think there's a place for that but if we're talking about the church's role i feel like it's just my opinion of course like helping us focus on what is solidly true instead of what is um you know we're not sure right um but like having a focus on the word and on teaching how to live as a faithful Christian. Um, and if you focus on that, like the thing is your mind only has so much capacity to process information in a day, right? So if you're trying to process a bunch of information from media or social media that may or may not be true, is it really worth your time compared to just you know, staying with what you might know how to live your life as a Christian in your local community, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think something that I learned from Pastor Sam, I think I learned it from him, um, but he said what is primary is to love God and to love his people. And I think to even like spread the good news to um, everybody, right? And secondary is everything else. Secondary should be politics. Secondary should be um, your education or your job or just anything, really. But first and foremost is to love God and to love people. And I think that's really true about what's going on um, with this and what the, how the church should be addressing it is just to focus on this thing that God tells us is primary. Um, cause I feel like a lot of times we lose sight on that and we focus so much on, um, what news that we're hearing from outside sources. And I think that blinds us. So I think that's what I think. So are you guys saying that the church should not focus on it then? I think, I think it does affect people though, right? You can't avoid that. I feel like a church should serve its local community, right? And if the local community is affected by um, thoughts or like stress or anxiety from politics or issues that come up, right? I think there's ways the church can teach each other to love each other through processing through these things. Um, yeah, so I, I don't think it's so black and white. I think, um, like, it's one thing to talk about something that is, I, I think it's, like, it's important to know what goes 
on out there in the world like to because it's all of god's creation right um, we can't just ignore suffering because we don't see it but at the same time when we can't really affect change i think there's a limit to how much we should be focused on it we should be focusing on what we can do in the local community and maybe certain issues permeate for if we're fortunate certain issues that like trending or you know are that are on people's minds affect our local community and i think there are ways we can um address that as the church um yeah i agree Right. Thank you guys so, for your thoughts on that. Are you going to say something else, Curtis? Uh, may I? Yeah. Okay, sure. So, like, maybe an example, right? Like, um, if someone within the church is, like, very worried about, you know, the pandemic, right? Uh, like, the effects that it might have on his or her own family or the community and um, stressing them out, it's like, Oh, like, what if I get sick? Or, oh man, like, what if I get super lonely and like, I don't get to see people? I don't know if I can go on. Uh, that could happen, right? That could happen, right? And I feel like in that moment, the church's responsibility is not to try to convince with words, but rather love with actions. Mm. Uh, and I think that makes the most sense to me. Right. It's like if someone's afraid, then it's very valid to help them address what they are afraid of. Right. There is no fear in love. Right. And so I think the church should be able to help this person walk through this topic instead of ignoring it and helping them understand, like, okay, no, we're not sure of the extent of like this virus and how it might affect you. Um, and, you know, we, we might have to like do things to make decisions for the church as a whole, but um, why don't we talk about like what you're worried about, right? And like, and maybe if they're worried about getting sick, right? Um, it's like, uh, actually, I, I just thought like there is no fear in love, right? And so, you know, if we know we have a God who is sovereign and who is watching out for us, right? Um, I think I really value which like being cautious but not fearful um because i feel like i feel like they're kind of paradoxical to think about but i think as christians we have god's we have god <laughs> the power of god on our side right mm -hmm. <laughs> um Amen. so i think through that we can not be fearful but we can take actions to be cautious sure but i don't think in God's kingdom, there is place for fear. And then vice versa, if they're worried about, you know, um, being secluded from community and losing their community, um, that can also be addressed. Like, how can we love you? Um, how can we make sure you feel like you're loved? How can we remind you that God loves you? Um, what can we do to um, make sure you are well taken care of, even if there's some risks involved, right? I mean, uh, Christ, yeah, I mean, it was pretty risky. I mean, he knew it was really risky to come here and to love us, right? But he did it anyways. Um, mm -hmm. So I think there needs to be a balance and a lot of understanding. Yeah. Amen. Okay, so last question on this topic. Um, from what I'm hearing, you guys are both talking a lot about the little C church. But what do you think is the big C churches? What do you think the big C church should be doing in in like to I guess promote the promote truth within the world? And this question might be kind of hard. <laughs> I don't know. Uh... What do you, what do you think, Greg? True. What do you think, Greg? Um, I think, I think the biggest thing, right, is that the church needs to, I guess, stop being passive about a lot of things. Uh, I think that right now in this day and age, the church 
is very much on the back foot. Um, I think like you can like America and Europe, especially Europe, is described as like um, it's in like the post Christianity phase, I guess, where it's like going away from Christianity into whatever whatever postmodern era we've now stepped into. And so I think the I think a lot of I think the church now a lot of times feels like it's not in a place I guess to be able to speak truth into the world. I think that yeah, a lot of time like we talk about separation of church and state and I think a lot of times when we think about that it's like well I guess I think I think at least for me when I think about the idea of separation of church and state, it's church has zero say in what state says, and church just be just like doesn't speak in terms of state. And now, now this is a, like states obviously government, but I think that it applies to a lot of other things. Where now, since people are like, oh, blah blah blah, Christians are bad. Christians are very like backward, like backward thinking, and very like stuck in the past. And then Christians are like, oh. Uh, you got us like uh, uh, I'm sorry like uh, uh, we're just going to step out of this conversation and I think that that's not what we should be doing right I think um, now the church has obviously done some things that were not so cool throughout history um, hashtag the crusades and part two um, but I think that once again like because I think the I think a lot of people a lot of Christians now think um, because the church has done a lot wrong, right? We don't have a say in a lot of things. And I think that that's just incorrect. And I think that the big C church really needs to be able to, I guess, step up and, you know, rebuke a lot of things. I think that if we believe that, you know, God is a God of power, then we should have the authority to be able to call out wrong when we see it. And we should have the authority to be able to you know start to change things um towards you know for if we're going to talk about like new heaven new earth we're in the phase of like it's here but like not yet fully so i think that we should we are supposed to be taking steps to make the world quote unquote a better place um and obviously right or not obviously i guess that doesn't need to um only happen in these like crazy large like events where like all the churches rise up against all the news media companies and then there's like a there's like a war between news and the church it's i think a lot of times that um the actions do come in small grassroots ways but it's the fact that the action does come and the action is consistent and the action is like gospel centered and rooted in that well that's what i think i mean if you guys have anything else to share about it like do let me know. Floor is yours. What do you mean by rebuke? I mean rebuke as in, Curtis, if I see you doing wrong, I'm going to tell you, hey, you're doing wrong. Right. Um, uh, do you mean like of like secular things or just... Of what things? Like who's rebuking who? I guess like cool. let's say let's say we see that um media is not being truthful in what they say you go rebuke media and say you need to be truthful in what you say something along those lines hmm. so my thought with that is like i feel like the church at least the word of the church at most has influence over Christians, right? Um, at least that's my thinking. Um, my thinking is like, if someone, like maybe the Pope, um, let's say rebuked media for um, spreading fake news, right? Well, that's different. Actually, I feel like the Pope has influence not just in the Christian community, but um, he's also respected as a leader in some senses. 
Um, I don't know. Actually, I don't know. I I don't know. When I always think of rebuke, I think of it more as like a individual with individual thing, not so much like a, a entity, yes, entity kind of thing. And I mean, I'm not saying that it has to be entity on entity, right? Because just like how the church is made up of many different people, Big C Church, news media made up of of many different people. And so like you can have very like public rebukes, but I think obviously, I think that you guys are both of the same opinion that, um, you know, large public actions don't speak don't don't usually go as far as small like consistent grassroots actions mm. right yes and so i think like and yeah that's what i was saying before like the rebuke um it's the idea that like when we see thing when we see, so i think when you say uh the church doesn't have only has like the power over christians i think I think it's a weak sauce way of looking at Christianity and looking at God to say that, you know, his, like his word only affects like his people. And I mean, in some ways I do agree, right? It's not like you can, um, you can like condemn people for the things that, um, like that only Christians need to follow. But I think there's some things that are very universal, right? They're very universal right and wrong actions, mm. like murder. And I think that when it when if it comes to a point where um, we like, I think Christians when they see wrong and they don't address them, right? When they're very clearly wrong, I think that that says more about a Christian than when they do address. You know, if you get what I'm saying, like not saying anything is saying a lot yeah it's basically saying a lot and so but yeah that's just that's just what um that's what i think in my own humble opinion but i mean i think that that's like i think that's one half of i guess what i kind of took out of the social dilemmas the idea of truth and what do we believe right and the other half is on social media itself right social media is meant as a way to help people to connect, right? Normally, me and Curtis or me and Nick, we don't talk that often in person. We see each other once a week. But now with social media, I can literally talk to them whenever I want. And so it has done its job in bringing a lot of people together. And I think that in a way, right, it can form or strengthen bonds of community. But then, right, you look at the stats, you look at the facts, People to these days, now that social media is becoming like heavily prevalent within people's lives, people are now feeling lonelier than ever. Suicide rates going up. Depression rates are going up. Like we should be in an age where we feel more connected to other people. But in the end, I think a lot of people are feeling more disconnected from people. What do you guys think is for you, right? The role of social media within your own personal communities. Do you think it has a negative effect? Do you think it has a positive effect? What do you guys think? I it's I actually never thought of uh social media allows you to connect with people. I mean, I guess well, I, how uh, the social uh... <laughs> like actually I don't know. <laughs> Facebook was just always there. It was just anyhow. Uh, let's see. Um, see the thing with Facebook and Instagram, it just feels very news feedy at this point. Like you just absorb, but you don't really interact. I think community requires interactions and discussions, which you know it might come, but um, it's still pretty surface level overall right you might respond to a post you might tag a friend but it'd be funny and laughs um you might view someone's photo on instagram and it's cool but yeah that's kind of the extent to it um 
I feel like messenger group chats do help me connect with my community though. Um, so like, you know, like my, I still update my like previous church small group on our messenger group. I still keep up with my friends who are all like separated now that we're all graduated in the midst of a pandemic and, you know, we'll call each other messenger. I'm really grateful for that. Uh, you know, we play, use Discord to communicate, to play games or record podcasts, right? Um, I have a messenger group of high school friends that I check and message once in a while, right? These are friends that haven't really talked to throughout college, but coming back, the group's still active and going strong. And it's nice to like have that avenue to connect more if I want to, to message out or even, hey, let's go do something or let's uh, do something together, right? Um, it allowed me to continue with a book club that I had in person, but now that both I'm hundreds of miles away, uh, you know, it allows me to still virtually attend and allows it to keep happening. Uh, so I think it does help connect in ways that we couldn't before. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think for me, I think back to when I was like in middle school or in high school where I guess Messenger wasn't like a huge thing, but um, I know Facebook was like pretty big on tagging each other in memes or um, something that I did with my church um, youth group. We will have uh, our own like Facebook group and we'll have like weekly or weekly post saying like oh come to like youth group this week and then you'll see who, who's coming or um you would you'll be able to understand what's going on that week right and it's, it's usually like a reminder and um sometimes people message in the comment zone or uh, you tag someone in a photo uh within the youth group or within other like friend groups and you talk you have like a discussion in um, the photos a lot of times back in the days. I remember looking back into my old memories of Facebook and just seeing how like I put like I will spam someone's wall and then they'll spam back and then we'll, it'll, it'll be like an on and off thing, right? The worst type and, of people. Dude, I know, right? That was me. <laughs> um, and I'll poke other people or they'll poke me back. And that was like social media back in the days in Facebook. Um, but I think now it's become, I think Facebook has died down a lot and um, Instagram has gotten more like, I guess, more personal in what people are posting within like pictures or within their stories. Um, I think Facebook has lost that, um, that side of it. Um, but I have seen that, you know, people are still making groups right? There's a whole ant colony on Facebook where people are trying to act like ants. And it's, I mean, it's just a fun time, right? It's a lot of times these things are for fun, but I think for my community, like I'm able to connect with um, friends from different groups. So I have my high school group, I'll have my college group, I have my church groups, um, and I'm able to connect with all of them. And um, plan things accordingly on these social media platforms um, for like group trips or um, for group events and yeah it's I think social media has basically ran our lives a lot of times and I feel like it reminds us to do things because a lot of times I forget right but I think social media like there's there's some times where there's just like oh um, there's an event coming up, like, are you going to go? Or there's something that's happening on so-and-so date. Oh, you got a notification for this. Oh, it's for an event. And I think if social media wasn't here, I probably wouldn't have gone to most of the events that I know of. Because that's how I, that's like where I get my news of what's happening with like friends or even sometimes the world, which could bring in fake news as well. But that's why you double check on your sources and see if this is actually like a real thing or not. So do you guys think that 
having social media has made you guys more or less social? I think it's gotten me to be more social um, because I'm able to reach out to a wide, vast majority of my friends that I probably wouldn't have. And it's not like, I feel like if social media was not in existence and all we had were our phones, dude, that's so many numbers to pick up on. Like, Greg, I don't even think I have your number. Bro, it's because you never asked. <laughs> and I have your Facebook, so I don't need to ask, right? True. I don't watch your number but... on my phone. <laughs> taking up space <laughs> i know right dude i i feel like i don't even have that many like phone numbers of course i have phone like, number. all these people anyways <laughs> <laughs> um i think back in the days i did feel lonely when i was probably like in middle school because it was so easy to feel fomo right the fear of missing out because i think social media has that way of making people feel isolated because they're not there. And a lot of times, like, I'll see my friends hang out with other people and be like, why wasn't I invited? <laughs> and it's just a sad boy moment, right? And I think a lot of people feel the same way um, where social media can make you feel that way, where you're like, oh, you're comparing yourself with other people. Um, so I compare myself with my friends and I'm just like, oh, like, why are, why can't, can't I hang out with this person? Why can't I, um, I don't know, lift this many weights like this person? Um, this person's pretty good looking. Why can't I be as good looking? I think that's like what people are struggling with, um, and how they can feel like isolated because you're just like, I'm in the, you feel like you're in a minority, but in actuality, like these people that you're watching or looking at, like they're the minority and you're just like, you're kind of like in the majority that we are all looking the same, but the people that are posting these things are people that are good looking or are doing things with their lives. And I don't know, social media is, can be good and can be bad, but I don't know, growing up, I mean, I think for now, like within my own life, I think social media has helped me reconnect with people and talk to other and talk to a vast majority of my friends so nice hmm. curtis any thoughts um i feel like it allows for breath but not death of relationships it's deep um so when you ask me <laughs> so when you ask me has it made me more social or less um i think more i think both um i think the positives of social media are in terms of helping me be social or not is i get to reach out to people i uh that are far away uh that i don't know as i don't know too well like if i don't have their number that kind of deal right uh, I, I can still reach out to them and connect right uh but then there's such a breadth of people that you can interact with, whereas, um, unless you just pick some people and go with it, you know, it's just going to stay like shallow. Uh, so I think there are instances where, um, it's harder to build deeper relationships because I guess just with the human mind, when you have like a lot of a lot of choices you just don't want to pick one because you're afraid of missing out in a way um, so uh i also feel like hmm. so i think it's it's been helpful when it allows me to connect with people that are more distant from my friend circle like who are not my close friends but it hasn't been helpful when like it's hired me out from reaching out to the same people and building those deeper relationships that you know if you didn't have social media you could only reach out to a certain number of people and then you just be building upon those relationships instead of spreading yourself thin and going really nowhere deep with anyone mm -hmm. i think i have the same thoughts as you curtis where it's like 
Yeah, social media lets you meet more people, but yeah, you don't get to know people as deeply as you would like. Because I feel like, I mean, everybody, I think, really only has the capacity to, like, have deep relationships with, like, a handful of people, like, no matter how many people you know. So hmm. I can I can definitely see why, like, whatever, you, um, you can have, like, why it might be why people might feel more lonely than like usual even though they have like more more quote unquote friends than they would have without social media none of the like how many of them are like your real friends right yeah mhm mm so do you guys think social media is bad do you think there's a problem going on with social media i think there's a problem i think I definitely think there's problems, but I don't know. Nothing is, I don't think any tool that was built. Okay. Wait, let me stop right there. At least for social media, I don't, I think it's a mix of good and bad. Uh, you know, there's like, I think just as I explained, like it allows me to connect with people that, you know, without social media and the advance of technology and like this sort of communication in general like i wouldn't have been able to have book club or keep in touch with all people that i've gotten to know right um i've gotten to know two brothers from work who are all the way on the other side of the us right and like that's how we met and that's how we've been able to stay in touch i have never met them in person right uh, i think that's cool Right. Um, but hmm, that's hard. I also think it has to do with like the classify classification of what is social media. Like if we're talking about Facebook news feeds and like news feeds in general, I don't think they're very helpful for building community uh, at all. Yeah. Um, but like group chats are pretty helpful. Um, some parts are bad. I guess if you got rid of the news feed and build another channel like emails for updates, then maybe it'd be better. Like somehow you get social media to forcefully cultivate deeper relationships. I don't. Yo, what the heck? What the? <laughs> yeah, I I could I could see, I could see the good parts because you know we we always I feel like as you grow older or it just depends on the person really like they can see the good or the bad in things right if you're a very optimistic kind of guy or very i know you see the good out of everything you'll see like oh like social media is good but if you see the bad in things um you'll see the bad in social media and i think that's i think something that was talked about is like how old should kids be using um social media like facebook instagram tiktok um because a lot of times, like, there's a statistics where a lot of girls around the age of, like, eighth grade to, like, high school are very, their suicidal rates are very high because they compare themselves with each other. They, um, there's, like, bullying. Um, that's, like, a big part of it, right? And I think, not gonna lie, like, I think I was one of those kids back in maybe like seventh or eighth grade, maybe even sixth grade, um, where I was on MySpace. What a what an old concept. Um, dude, you're actually ancient. Dude, I am. <laughs> um, but I'll like I'll like me and this other person would have like like arguments or um we'll like bully each other and like call each other names and it it, it was like all fun and games, but it was still like bullying in a sense. So it, I could see like how if that escalated like somewhere else where, you know, this person was like, I'm going to bring my brother. I'm like, all right, like, <laughs> whatever. Like my brother's going to beat you up. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, but like these things happen on social media platforms. And this is why all these bad, like we can see why these bad things happen. But for my own experience, I can see the goodness out of it. Like we're able to talk to people hundreds and thousands of miles away, right? 
I'm able to talk to you guys, even though you're a hundred miles away from me right now. And that's kind of insane. Like back 10, 20 years ago, this wasn't possible unless we're on the phone and we wouldn't be even recording this right now. Um, because we won't be using like discord or whatever vo voice chat we will be using if it wasn't for discord. Um, but yeah, I think overall, maybe there should be like a limit or an age requirement on when a person should be using a certain social media platform. Because I feel like a lot of times kids, their brains aren't developed enough to even like use or I feel like there's a lot of times where they focus on different things that they don't like about themselves when I feel like as you grow up you learn to at least like appreciate yourself more than you do when you're younger um so yeah that's my two cents nice nice the like the comparison part I think I missed that but that's definitely true like I feel like myself and like maybe friends like you'd compare or FOMO right you feel like you're missing out just because you see something but um and you know if it happened without you knowing you wouldn't even think twice um because well there's nothing to think about if you don't know um but I think I also know friends who like who have lots of friends quote quote friends and like who are seen hanging out a lot with different groups of people and I know they are pretty lonely, even though people might look, no, especially because people might look at them and be like, wow, look, look at how many friends they have. Look at how like every Instagram story, they're in there, right? But, but then on their side, their point of view, they're connecting shallowly with everyone because everyone thinks like this person already has a bunch of friends. So it's like, oh, he's like, he already has friends. He doesn't need my personal attention with him. So, you know, he's probably good. I, 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 I doubt he'd ever be lonely, but um, yeah. Yo, I, are I, you calling me out or something? No, I feel like that was me in like high school, uh, not high school, me in like college a lot of times because yeah, yeah, I, I'll be able to connect with everybody. But I think, I think for people that are listening, like you should, you can connect with a lot of people but really have like a stable friend group where you can like do things with all the time or talk to whenever. Um, because I feel like I was spreading myself too thin when, uh, when I was meeting up with like all these different people. Cause I feel like in college, I think me and Greg talked about like how we will have to meet up with like newcomers a lot of times. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when you meet up with a lot of newcomers, there's like so many newcomers that I met up with that, I don't know. Whenever someone new came in, I'll be like, oh, you guys want to get to know each other? Like, let's get, like, food. And I'll get to know that person, and then I'll be like, all right, check that person off. Um, but then I think over time, it does feel like, oh, who are my real friends? And who am I able to confine in a lot of times? And, like, who would I call brothers? and what they call me brother as well so yeah i can see that part of i don't know feeling lonely mm -hmm. yeah i think it's definitely very real for a lot of people and i mean and that's why like the whole social documentary the, the whole like the social dilemma was made right because a lot of people are feeling this and i mean I want to say, first off, that I'm kind of thankful that I haven't, and it sounds like you guys haven't really felt too much the negative like effects of social media, or maybe we just don't know yet. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that while we have, I guess, been blessed by only the real <laughs> upsides of social media, uh, yeah, it's important to recognize that it is a problem for some people and that uh, I think if it is a problem for some people, we should you know, be doing our best to be able to help them. Mm. Uh, I don't 
I don't have much more, I guess, to say about this. Uh, actually, I do have a few more things to say, but we're going a little bit long. Maybe we'll have a part two. Maybe we'll invite Curtis back, see what see what more he has to say as a as a little business mm-hmm. insider. And uh, but yeah, do you guys have anything else you guys want to talk about? I think my last comment would be, dude, if we didn't have social media, how the heck would I know what anime to watch right now? <laughs> oh, true. You gotta find it yourself. Yeah, I gotta look out for what's popular, but social media does help with finding what's good out there, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's my two. That's my last comment. Anything with you, Curtis? No, I think that was pretty good. Um, more God than we expected. <laughs> Dude, we you always gotta expect a lot of God because a lot of God, a sprinkle of anime. It's a recipe Amen. for success. <laughs> and so, Curtis, actually, um, you, you're you not getting off the hook that quickly. Because as a mm. time-honored tradition here at Amen, we're going to need a few last words from you, Curtis, to say to the audience. It can be anything you want. Wow. Uh, way to put me on the spot. Uh, last words for the audience. Value close friendships with people that care about you and that you care about. Nice. I agree with that. Amen. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Curtis, for being here, for talking with us a little bit about social media. Uh, I would personally love to hear a little bit more about your thoughts as an insider, but that's that's something for next time. Mm -hmm. And. Yeah, thank you all for listening. We are Amen. And with the power of God and anime on our sides, we hope to see you next time. Peace. Amen. Amen. Amen.